Crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. The stuff of legends tonight, Caleb Bosley. Remember the name, what a night it was. And a reminder of how deep it cuts here in Wisconsin for homegrown players. It's still like all of Hortonville is in the lower bowl right now. What a scene. Here at American Family Field, security's doing their best to say, hey, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Caleb came out and took his, a million photos with everybody. Uh, the parents are hugging everybody. What an incredible scene. The Brewers win 4-3. to three. Yeah, Carlos Santana hit a walk-off single, but that's not the story. The story is Caleb Bosley and showing up the Cubs, and what a night for the Brewers rookie in his big league debut. He gets his first MLB win. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I'm Dom Catronio, and Jeff Cirillo is with us as well. Rillo, I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I, I know the Brewers, and we're going to talk about it and try to remind people why the Brewers are doing it like this, but the Brewers just won a game with Colin Ray, Bryce Wilson, Clayton Andrews, and Kayla Boshley. And that is not meant to be disrespectful or throwing shade. They are all big leaguers. But they just stared at the Cubs in over 10 innings, held them to just three runs, and have virtually eliminated them from the postseason. Now, they're not officially eliminated, but virtually it's looking really tough for them. I I just am at a loss for words given the depth again showing up for the Brewers pitching staff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, it's, just, it's amazing how they're, they're, the depth of their bullpen is great. Yeah, r- ridiculous for for Boz. And think about it. I was talking to him today in the clubhouse, and happy to be here. Doesn't know what his role is going to be exactly because tomorrow was listed as TBD. He didn't know if he was going to be like a piggyback guy tomorrow, depending on how how much bullpen was needed today and things of that. Then. Lo and behold, he comes in in a one-run game of the eighth inning, ends up giving up the tied game in the ninth inning, but then bases loaded, and he got out of it in the tenth inning, not allowing the place runner to score. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? When you get in, when you enter such a stressful situation like that, he went back to his old reliable, his big curveball. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, it was just a great, 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 just, I mean, another storybook night for another storybook uh, situation with the kid Bosley. Getting strikeouts, striking out wisdom again, uh, just probably floating when he came off the mound there um, in the 10th. And then let me go back to the eighth inning, too, real quick, because we had a feeling he would come back out for the ninth, given the way that, that Craig Council had managed his bullpen today and how he will manage it throughout the weekend. I mean, adrenaline is flowing. This is what we talk about with an up-down, right, where you get such a peak moment, but the job's not finished how hard is that? You know, can you relate to a moment like that where, okay, the crowd's going nuts, forty thousand are losing their mind, and you just struck out the first batter you face in the big leagues, but your job's not finished. You still got to face three consecutive All Stars to close down the game in the bottom of the ninth. That that is hard to act like nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of those ones that you just you just you, whoever is one of those ones you just have a surreal moment. And, you know, getting the strikeout obviously helped. And just in that situation, you know, you're just going out and you're floating. You're just on pure adrenaline. So, I mean, up to him, just like I said, just another special night. 
in a, in a big situation against the Cubs and just making a debut like that in front of that full house. You know, I mean, there's guys you talk about the, the third deck syndrome, and obviously he didn't have that tonight. Yeah, this was this was awesome, and, and he said the quote after the game with Sophia Minert on Bally Sports saying, you know, I know there's 45,000 people in here, but all I can hear is the 3,000 from Hortonville, and uh, they were all right behind the first baseline. It was just a really, really fun moment for him, and, you know, he's not the only pitcher I want to talk about today. Yes, he earned the win, uh, a win in his MLB debut. The last guy to do that was Peter Strzelecki last season for the Brewers. We got to talk Colin Ray. I, uh, Colin Ray was phenomenal again. Five shutout innings, six strikeouts. He had fourteen swings and misses. What did you like most from Colin Ray's start today? Well, just it just uh, the strike one and just the ability to throw multiple pitches and just I mean he's just kind of a poor man's Greg Maddox in the sense that he can just keep fall down and just moves the ball around and just it doesn't really matter at this point. You know, it's just like a plug and play. Whoever uh, the Brewers throw out there seems to be just doing a great job and, and we've talked about just the depth of the starting pitching and, and you know to get through 162 games you need all these guys and Colin Ray is another one of those unsung heroes on this season. He threw a total of 21 uh, cutters today. A third of his pitches were cutters and 18 of them were strikes. I mean that that's just filling up the zone, keeping guys off balance. He also got four whiffs on the pitch as well and not a single one was past 89 miles an hour. It's not the same cutter obviously as Corbin Burns, but it, it's his bread and butter, the cutter sinker combo. He threw a few more splitters than usual today too. And, and I like poor man's Greg Maddox, but take me into the box if you're facing a guy like that and you're facing a guy like Maddox. Now, I know you face Maddox, but this is not Greg Maddox. Why why is that so difficult some fans get enamored with the radar gun you know oh, it's only throwing 86 how can he not hit that but you can see uh, the movement from from ray well i mean it's just pitch and feel right i mean uh kyle hendricks has made a career out of just moving the ball around and not throwing hard and just hitting his spots and look i mean it doesn't matter how great of a major league hitter you are you know there's going to be hot zones that are going to be cold zones you know and so obviously you know there's always that one one scouting element it's like can the guy pitch to a scouting report and colin ray can do that Colin Ray in September. Let me just read you his line now that he's done for the year. Colin Ray had a 2-2-2 ERA, 2-22. In 24 innings, he only allowed six earned runs. He had 25 strikeouts and just six walks. He had a whip of 0.86, an opponent batting average of 179. The Brewers obviously needed him in April and in May, dealing with the injuries to Woodruff and to Miley. But little did they know how much they would need him here in September, feeling 24 very important innings on their pennant chase. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you, you know, you go into a, a major league season and you have, look at the depth of your roster, and you have your star players. And obviously, you know, the Brewers have been pretty fortunate that they're they're rolling out that they have basically seven starters that they have that are fully healthy going into the playoffs. You know, normally that does not happen. Uh, so, I mean, it's just those ones, the depth of, of your starting rotation. And, and Colin Ray, I mean, for this guy, this guy might be starting a playoff game for other teams in the playoffs this season. And, you know, the Brewers just have another another great sign, and, and he had a, he's had a great season. Let, let me get into the other clubhouse here as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You know, if I'm the Cubs... I see the news that, okay, they're not going to start Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta against against us, and, and they virtually need every game here down the stretch. And the Pirates uh, blew a lead late, so the Marlins ended up winning that game 4-3. They don't know that in the moment. I'm sure somebody was notifying David Ross. But the point is they need to win all three games here this weekend to feel like they have a chance. And 
all of a sudden, like we said earlier, a game with Ray, Wilson, Andrews, and Bosley, they lose, and they only score three runs. I, I, they're mathematically alive, but realistically, from ball player to ball player, they are, it, it is not looking good for them. Yeah, dire straits, right? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, you know, maybe let your foot off the gas a little bit when they're not facing Peralta or Woodruff in this series. But at the same time, and we've, we've seen it over and over again, especially in the second half of the season, it's just like it doesn't matter who the Brewers send out there. It's just a competitive staff. Uh, and I guarantee that, that, you know, whether it be Woodruff or Peralta and the guys that, that are in that, that, that dugout, you know, when, when Council's putting the lineup out there, you know, I think that they feel pretty confident whoever's are taking them out and you know it's one of those ones like you got to beat the brewers right now and um and they're playing with a lot of confidence so i mean it's it's going to be a tough task no matter who the brewers throw out there this was a a game that the cubs quite simply had to have right they had kyle hendricks he fell apart a little bit in the fifth inning but i still thought he pitched well uh they used Every single one of their leverage relievers that still had an arm attached to them. And even that, I mean, Leiter has been struggling. He has been hurting, but he gave them a scoreless inning. Jose Quas, this was the fifth time he was used in the last seven days. Drew Smiley was used a ton against the Braves. Heck, they used their closer in the fifth inning relieving Hendricks because they had to make sure they stopped the bleeding at three, and they got the job done. And yet, all of that, they used their primary pitchers, and they're going to use their primary pitchers again tomorrow until they're eliminated and they still could not get the W. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right, Tom. Uh, it's, I mean, when they're bringing their closer in the fifth inning and they're using their high-leverage relievers just to, to, you know, plug holes and try and get back in the game, and, you know, hats off to them. they got a very good offense, and they, they have the ability to, to get back in the game and tie it up. And so it's just another one of the ones, because you get this high moment, you know, you get the, the tying tying home run and then you think all right let's go and then all of a sudden just you know the air is let out of the balloon again and, and now you've lose, used all your high lever leverage pitching and you know basically your your second or second or third best pitcher that didn't get it done tonight so they'll they'll definitely have to do it again uh tomorrow to have any hope granted they're at the mercy now of the marlins because uh if the marlins win tomorrow uh they're taking on the pirates i remind you and it's over. You know, the, the elimination number is one, and that's not even including in case they have to do that suspended game on Monday. Uh, Major League Baseball hasn't made it official, but it seems as though if that mo- that suspended game matters for tiebreaker purposes, they'll make it happen. But otherwise, I think it'll just be a no contest. I don't know what the actual ruling would be. But basically, if the Marlins win tomorrow, the Cubs get eliminated, and the Reds are still technically alive, I think, uh, by virtue of tiebreaker i'd have to double check on that but they're still technically on life support too but the diamondbacks uh they're in a dog fight with the astros we still won't know for sure who the brewers are going to be facing by the end of the day tomorrow uh depends on a lot of other results and things to go down but the point is the brewers win uh the walk-off hit from santana we'll talk a little bit of offense coming up next as well 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. More to come after this on WTMJ. Fun game tonight for the crew. 
They went 4-3 in extra innings. Carlos Santana is the winner today. It's his 11th career walk-off. He's got that clutch gene a little bit. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo here. Uh, let's talk a little bit on player of the game pick. The Twitter poll went to Caleb Boshley, which is certainly warranted. I personally would have gone with Colin Ray, given when he did five shutout innings with six Ks. Rillo, what do you got? Oh, we lost him here. We're going to get him back here in just a moment. But this player of the game is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Colin Ray, five shutout innings, six Ks. Awesome. Bosley, uh, Bosley getting his first big league win. Massive and an easy pick, and I totally understand that. Let me let me start with this question here, though, too, while we get Jeff back here on the line. This is from Tomas McQuanago. Clarifying the DFA at the end of the season. Players like Tehran have done exactly what we've asked of them. I hope you win a pennant and a championship, but would they qualify for hardware? Yes, if you played for the Brewers at any point this season, you are qualified to receive a World Series ring if they win it all. So, no worries on that. That means Winker gets one. That means Voigt gets one. That means Darren Ruff gets one. That means all these guys get one. A DFA means you are removed from the 40-man roster. It gives you room to call up a guy like Bosley, who was not on the 40-man roster. Uh, Tehran will have to clear waivers. I, you know, This late in the season, I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. And then he'll be a free agent to be. He was probably not going to be on the postseason roster uh, anyway. Now we've got Jeff back. I want to talk a little bit about the offense here tonight with you, Rillo. The Brewers, you look at it, Yelly, a hit again, also a pair of walks, on base three times out of the top spot again, huge. Santana, uh, a double and a triple, the clutch triple down the right field line. Didn't know he had that in him. Uh, by the way, they actually ruled the walk-off to be a double because he did touch second base, so smart man adding to the slugging percentage. It felt it had a playoff feel today because Hendricks was pitching well until the fifth inning, and you faced a bunch of A relievers. And if folks are going to complain about not scoring that many runs, uh, buckle up. You don't score runs in the postseason. And getting four runs, we know what this Brewers record is. It's pretty good when they get four. And it just felt very fall baseball-like here today. Yeah, it, no, no doubt. I mean, Santana uh, just—I mean, we talked about it early on when they when they grabbed him in Canada. That, that that was their two big acquisitions, right, for the bats. But I, I think that if you look over the course of the, of the season and the trade deadline, you know, I think that these two guys have been super impactful. But any of their guys, and Santana, just again tonight, just leading the way. And, and just for the the thought to finish the thought, the Brewers. When they score at least four runs, okay, four runs, that's all they're asking for. And I know it took 10 innings to do so today. But they are now 75-16 and 16 when they score just four runs. And that, in large part, is because of their pitching staff. But, Jeff, I mean, I mean if you get four runs in a playoff game, you're going to win that game pretty often given the, with this pitching staff and if – People want to freak out about the fact that guys aren't playing right now. I'm ready to say, look, you, these games truly do not matter. Just get in. You're already in. You can't improve your three seed and make it feel like playoffs because the other team needs every single run that they can get. That's exactly right. And uh, Even though the Brewers are still maybe sitting some guys in their best pitching, uh, they didn't watch a lot of time. And so, I mean, it's one of those ones It's just uh, – Teams are chasing it, and sometimes you play a little bit tight. 
Uh, the Brewers right now are a well-oiled machine, and uh, what do you call it, a sleeping monster last night. Um, you know, again, I'm going to preface again. I mean, just like you said, there's, there's not a lot of runs scored. Playoffs, you know, it all comes down to the pitch and the defense and being athletic, and the Brewers have those in spades. This has been uh, really interesting. And I, I, let's just talk real quick on why these guys aren't in there because – it's like a football analogy, right? If if you start, you know, Brandon Woodruff, or if you start Freddie Peralta, I understand the the thought get their work in. But why why not get their work in in a controlled environment? You know, not expose them to the Cubs in case you were to face them again. But it's like football when you're up by thirty in the third quarter, and then a guy inevitably comes up lame on something. It's like, well. Why was he even playing in the game, right? I I don't want to think in absolutes like that and, you know, worst-case scenarios, but let's be honest. Like, you don't need to throw Devin Williams in back-to-back games right now. You don't need Yoel Piams without at least two days rest right now. It's you, you just don't need it. You don't need to push it because there's nothing you can do. Right. I mean, uh, why, why, why put yourself at risk and just one of those ones? It's like you want these guys fresh and, and firing and, and- – being reliever is different. You know, Williams obviously is a little bit more guarded, you know, and treated a little bit more kid gloves. The Piamps, you know, those guys like that that are that are in the bullpen, and, and those you just know the, the workload they have, but you don't know about how many times they've gotten up, they've gotten hot, and they get shut down. So, I mean, uh, a reliever is, is a tough, tough task other than maybe being the closer. I want to get to the uh, phone lines, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Javier in Glendale, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Don. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking the call. Um, just want to give a, a, a minute of praise to not only Craig Council and the management, but, but also to Matt Arnold and in the composition of the team. Um, you know, some of his moves uh, came up big tonight again, as they have all, all year and all, all September, certainly. Um, you know, when, when David Stearns left the, left the team, I was pretty nervous, uh, given Stearns' track record of success. But uh, if this year is any indication, Matt Arnold uh, is more than capable. Uh, certainly Colin Ray tonight, but then the three big bats, Santana came up with the clutch walk-off. But, of course, Con- Kenna and Donaldson uh, at the trade deadline and after. Um, and then, you know, the, the decision to bring up Bosley in this moment, as you all said, the, the, in a meaningless game, calling up Bosley – bringing him in to his first major, major league game, bringing a whole town a, or a whole village of Hortonville, uh, plus, you know, UW lacrosse and, and everywhere else uh, that has a connection to him, turned a game that could have been meaningless and, and, and had really bad negative energy into a really positive one that felt like, you know, Craig Council, as he often does, kind of manufactures this, this magic through his management and sending the kid back out there again, right, the kid at 30 years old. Um, so just to, just to really, you know, want to give that shout out to the to the management and to the, um, you know, front office for all of the work that they've done. We just need to see that Craig Timber magic turn into Craig Tober. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, Javier. Thanks for calling in. And yeah, Matt Arnold. I mean, I I was talking to Matt the other day here, Jeff, and we've all seen the clip by now of when the Brewers did clinch the division officially on Tuesday. And Craig Council gave a speech about, hey, we got four more celebrations to go. But first, let's go to Matt Arnold, the guy who brought most of you here. And uh, he's going to the playoffs in his first year as GM. And that release of emotion from him, uh, you could see it. And he was embarrassed at the uh, outpouring of support and, you know, putting him on the spot. He always, just like Craig, wants to give all the credit to the players. But, yes, 
Matt Arnold certainly deserves some love for there's an Executive of the Year Award nomination as well that could be on the horizon for him. That's given out at the GM meetings. Uh, I this Once again, Matt Arnold proven why he's the guy that is running the ship right now for, for the Brewers and the guys that he has brought in. Well, it, it starts, and David Stern does too, right? It's the tree. You know, if you look at uh, Friedman when he was with the, the um, Tampa Bay, you know, and then they didn't skip a beat, right? When the next guy came in, and then you look at Stearns, and he left Houston, and they didn't skip a beat. And I think that it's just this tree of guys, and they just know. And, and the one thing, too, quite, quite frankly, is like, you know, the Brewers in years past have been kind of all about the starting pitching and pitching and, and more of the home runs, you know, and now with the bases being shorter, they're like, you know, we need to get more athletic, you know, maybe maybe sacrifice a little bit of power for more athleticism. And I think that that, that has turned out to be very true. So they seemed like they've, they've been bucking the trend on a lot of things. And I think before the season, I don't know what their fan graphs had them uh, think of, but I, I'm guessing it wasn't uh, close to 90 games. So, I mean, definitely heads off in that Arnold. And, all, and I think it all starts, you know, there's a synergy, right? It starts from the top. Works his way. I think a good relationship with with the manager, the GM, and the ownership. You know, it's a, it's a tree, and they all need to be on the entry. I agree entirely. I want to thank Network Health, one of our newest sponsors here on the Hunt for Brew October. Here heading into the postseason, for over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for employees, you can visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. Again, NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs, and they have got a plan for you. We'll talk a little more about the uh, landscape up ahead here for the Brewers, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. We have an answer as to who will be starting tomorrow. We'll have that for you on the other side of the break on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us as well. To put a wrap on today's game with our difference-making moment, it's brought to you by NX Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, even estate planning. It's all from a fee-only fiduciary. No commission sales pitches on financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning. It's all customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, what was your difference-making moment tonight? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to keep it with the kid from uh, Wisconsin lacrosse. I'm sure that Damian Miller is out there and excited for the kid. And just, just the fact that he was pushed into, into duty and extended duty and striking out with the bases loaded. Yeah, it, it, the the strikeout with the base load on the top of the tenth was the moment to say the least. Uh, but I look at the fact that in the ninth inning, you know, you give up a leadoff homer and things could have unraveled quickly. Uh, the Brewers held Cody Bellinger to zero for four today. Belly ended up grounding out on the very next pitch, and then Suzuki and Swanson striking out. I think that was just as important, obviously, you know, to keep the the game tied uh, and make sure that there was a tenth inning. And I, I think those are easy good picks for that. Uh, we did get news here post game. Eric Lauer is going to make his return to the rotation and start tomorrow for the Brewers. Lauer has not pitched in the big leagues since May 20th against Tampa Bay, in which he allowed three homers and six earned runs. He has been back in the minors. He's had inflammation in his shoulder, in his elbow. It was quite a saga for him following him through the minor league ranks. But in AAA, he saved the best for last. And this is going to continue the theme for the Brewers in that they're not going to use their A guys here down the stretch, but in his last uh, two starts 
in AAA. He went four innings, building himself back up against the uh, Charlotte Knights. Uh, that was on September 15th. He threw 75 pitches in that game, four innings of one-run ball. And then on last uh, last Friday, he threw seven innings and only allowed four runs, had struck out 10 batters uh, and threw 99 pitches. So he can be a more traditional starter tomorrow. He's built up to do so. And I, I know Lauer's had an injury-plague challenging year with effectiveness, but I'm excited to see what the Southpaw can do, the Red Rocket, because we've seen him scratch the surface of what he can do, and this could be very important to send into a healthy offseason for him. Sounds like we dropped Jeff again, so he's his connection's been rough tonight, so we'll send him home early. Appreciate the coverage, as always, Jeff provides here on WTMJ. But I, I, for me, the Red Rocket, having a chance to catch up with him today, in the uh, clubhouse, it, it was just very candid. He was, you know, he kind of joked at a question from Kurt Hogue. He's like, he's like, so this has been a challenging year for you. He's like, you think? <laughs> like, it was very, like, very odd, you know, very off the cuff. Just, like, yeah, it's it's been a rough year for him. He knows that. And, you know, the, the headline coming out of spring training was Chris Hook challenging him, saying, hey, man, you can be one of the top lefties in the in the league. And health had something to do with it of course but he wasn't very effective coming out of the gates either which I think certainly set an alarm and there was issues with a blister then he had right shoulder fatigue his non-throwing shoulder then he had left shoulder fatigue and then it went down to the elbow and it's just just a whole lot of things were happening for him and it was just a total reset for him when he went down to AAA after a month off wasn't quite effective again had given up eight hits then he took another month and a half off went to the ACL Pitched it okay, and then just slowly built himself back up through August and into September with the Nashville Sounds. And they feel confident enough that he's built up and good to go and starting tomorrow. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be on a postseason roster. But once again, he's going to give a chance for the Brewers to fill some innings. Maybe you see the leverage arms one more time here tomorrow. Maybe you see Devin tomorrow. Maybe you see Piomps tomorrow. Uh, maybe you see Abner tomorrow. One of those guys, at least one leverage arm is going to throw tomorrow, and then the rest are going to throw on Sunday. But Lauer has been so important for this team last year and in 21, for that matter. Remember, Lauer was one of the best pitchers in the baseball in the second half of 2021, and he pitched great in the uh, postseason in, in that year. He, I am excited because I really want to see him have a, a healthy offseason and something to hang his hat on moving into this offseason, a first-rounder back uh, in 2016 by the Padres. 28 years old. He's about to be arbitration eligible for the first time in his career. So uh, it's going to be an important moment and important thing to figure out. Uh, or sorry, for the third year. Uh, it's his final year of arbitration uh, next year. So uh, something to figure out for him moving forward. Uh, for the Brewers... Again, they've got nothing to play for, and if you're annoyed by me saying that, annoyed by us talking about it, it's true. They cannot improve their standing at all. They are locked into the three seed. And if you're saying, oh, well, what about knocking out the Cubs? We can be the team that knocks out the Cubs. They did it today virtually without using their leverage guys, okay? I don't care. I'm sorry. And the Brewers don't – that's a poor choice of words. I just – you're in – I don't care if the Cubs are the opponent or not. And I also want to go on a little mini rant here. The fact that people are worried about the environment, I, I've said that publicly too. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want a million Cubs fans to be in here today. And I had a realization today. 
sitting here listening to be 50-50 Cubs fans, Brewers fans, like it usually is, about 40,000 are in the ballpark here tonight. It's not, this isn't breaking news, okay? It's not a shock that Cubs fans come to these games. It's just not. If if this was like, uh, I mean, shoot, look at the Thursday night game, all the Lions fans that were in there in Lambeau last night. But it's not a new thing. And it's not like these guys have never played in a raucous environment before. Would it be nice for it to be a true home field advantage? Of course. But you're prepared when you're facing the Cubs. You know what you're in for. You know you're going to hear a couple let's go Cubbies. You know the root, root, root for the Brewers and Cubs is going to be the loudest moment of the night. And you know you're going to hear cheers on doubles. This isn't breaking news. And I don't think it phases these guys. I really don't. So saying, oh, let's knock out the Cubs. My priority is get into the postseason healthy. And Craig Council agrees, too. This is what he said in this postgame press. You'll hear it in just a moment here as well. Our number one priority is to get our guys into the best spots that we can get them into going into Tuesday. That's game one of the wildcard series. And I don't want to waver from that. That's what's most important. I think you're going to see some guys tomorrow night. That's the night we thought that we had the best way to get them prepared for Tuesday, and we have to prioritize for that. We worked hard to get to that spot. We earned that, end quote from Craig Cancel. The earned that is what I recall. They clinched the division with a week to go. That's an, that is a luxury. That is a right. That is a privilege to say, okay, let's coast. And you earn that, and you use that advantage down the stretch, especially given the fact that they can't improve their standing. Get right and make this the run of all runs coming up this October. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program, more to come after this on WTMJ. Brewers winning extras 4-3. to I'm Dom Catronio. I want to thank Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Now's the time to schedule your furnace tune-up. It's all with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. You can save $10 on your tune-up. That runs through November 15th. Visit SEIDER.com, Cider, to get that $10 off on your tune-up for your furnace through the through November 15th. Uh, a couple of notes from the box score today. William Contreras extends his hitting streak, 16 games with a little infield dribbler up the third base line. 16-game hitting streak, extending a career long. He went one for five today. Not his best day, but hey, he's hitting 288. DHing again today. He has been phenomenal here down the stretch. The Brewers, they had six walks and six strikeouts equal. They've been one of the best teams here in the second half at not striking out. In fact, I'm pulling up the uh, splits since the uh, trade deadline, I mean, specifically, I mean, Mark Canada didn't even need to play today. He had the day off. You know, you think of a guy that gives you a great at-bat here uh, down the stretch. But when we look at strikeout rates, the uh, Brewers are in the top 10. 21% strikeout rate since the All-Star break. Uh, league average for that time is right around 23%, so that's some good news. Their team on base percentage uh, is 10th best in all of baseball since the trade deadline at 332. And uh, they're just, I don't know how else to explain it other than they're just winning games. They're just winning. I don't care how you do it or by how many. Win games. And that gets the job done, to say the least. Uh, I, I'll repeat the number. This is from Aaron in Illinois. Their record in games that they score at least four runs, 75-16. and 16. Yep, 
75 and 16. They have scored nine. They have scored four runs, just four runs, 91 times this season, and they have won 75 of those games. That is the best winning percentage at 824 in all of baseball when scoring at least four runs. Yep, better than the Braves. Yep, better than the Dodgers. Yep, better than the Orioles. Barely. Yep, better than the Rays. Yep, better than the Astros. See, I'm naming playoff teams. The Brewers have a better pitching staff than all of those teams I just named. Four runs. That's the requirement for the Brewers to win a contest. That's it. That's all they're asking for. Real quick funny story here. Uh, anytime the Brewers play the Cubs or any you want, you know, social media, you see what's, uh, you know, all the funny posts that happen in replies and things like that. The you may have seen the gif or gif, however you pronounce it, the uh, the gif of an L flag flying, and it's from a low angle. It's looking up at the flag flying. It's literally an L flag in a cloudy backdrop. So I, I've got a quick funny story about that particular gif. Fun fact: I made that gif, gif, gif. I made that. I made that. In 2017, when I was a minor league broadcaster with the Down East Wood Ducks and the Rangers organization in High A in the Carolina League, same league as the Carolina Mudcats, the uh, Brewers High A club, uh, that was they truly do this in Myrtle Beach, where the High A affiliate is for the Cubs still to this day. They follow the Cubs' lead. Whenever the the uh, Pelicans, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, win or lose, they fly a W or an L. And uh, what happened was in 2017, this was the first year in the league for the Down East Wood Ducks, and Hurricane was coming to the Eastern Seaboard right at the end of the season, and it actually canceled our championship series. So we had to play just one series against Myrtle Beach, and we would be co-champions, whoever won that with the team that was in the North Division. We were in the South Division, and then we'd be co-champions with the champion of the North Division. Uh, the team I worked for won that. We celebrated, and it was everything. So that shot is of the clouds rolling in and the L flag flying. So anytime you see that L GIF posted in response to a Cubs loss, and you see that L flying of that particular GIF, I made that. So you're welcome, Brewers fans. I just thought that was, I just I laugh every time I see it. I haven't told a few people about it, but it's just kind of funny. Uh, in fact, I saw Andrew Monasterio on that Myrtle Beach Pelicans team. So kind of funny to think about it. How uh, everything times a flat circle and this. Baseball world is a very small world. We're going to hear from the manager coming up next. Highlights a little bit later as well. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I know I always come and go, but it's out of my control. Playoff baseball. It's on the way. Just like Milwaukee's baseball team, Fifth Third Bank is ready to deliver for you this October with an expanded team of professionals entrenched in the community. They offer state-of-the-art banking ideas and solutions to help your businesses and organizations grow and succeed. This is commercial banking only Fifth Third can deliver. Our presenting sponsor here on Brewers Extra Innings, Fifth Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. The manager in a good mood today. Got some great stuff from his pitching. Here's what the skipper had to say. get that for you here in just a moment make sure that it gets played across because he had some great stuff here to talk about today and see what he you know you think about when you're calling to get him up the situation you're putting him in um and and because you 
you know, you want it to go well for them. Um, and we, we put them in an incredibly tough situation and in a great atmosphere. Um, and he handled it as, you know, well as anybody could handle it. And, you know, really after the, you know, after the, the pitch in the ninth, you know, you could just feel the dugout just pulling for him so, so hard and um, appreciating um, what he was doing and, and how difficult it was of what he was doing. So um, that was a cool moment, man. You know, we, we obviously got, um, you know, big goals here, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a, the game sometimes is about experiencing moments about moments like that. And um, that was that was great to be a part of. It's the right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we we knew we were going to get with Caleb. That's what he's um, he's delivered. And after what he you know his baseball journey, he has um, he delivers that consistently. But. Um, you know, it's it's just a, it's a great moment, and it was, it was. I think it was fun for all of us, all of us to be a part of. What's another good outing, Mike Pollock? You talked about him always with you guys this season before the game. Yeah, I mean, look, Colin. Um, you know, has really pitched well in September. Um, he he has. I think that's five starts um, and maybe four, but they've all been very very solid. Um, and um, certainly a player that uh, we're, we're going to have to, you know, talk about for sure as we go forward here because uh, he's, he's throwing the ball really well. He's putting up a lot of zeros, um, and he's, you know, it's 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 been really good in the month of September and, and when we needed it. Has that sort of been the story of his year? Like you guys just keep having to. He, he keeps giving you guys reasons to, to keep going. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's right. Guys like Colin, they got to, you know, you know he, he has that feeling. You got to earn it every time out. And um, he certainly has. Um, and he, he's an easy guy to pull for and root for with um, with what he's delivered here. So, if you look at, like, both Colin and Caleb, like, just great examples of, like, you know, perseverance. Right? Yeah. And guys who do it differently, but... Yeah, I mean the baseball journey is different for for every player, right? And um, uh, these guys have not had it easy, um, whether it be injuries or overlooked. Um, and um, so, you know, the the season that Colin delivered um, was a very, very good base, very good season. Major league starting pitcher, um, good season. Um, and uh, so it's you're happy for both of them. Craig, considering the, the tight race that those guys over there are in, um, and, and the close score of tonight's game, how did did you guys factor that all into um, just the pitching decisions tonight? Considering using some year um, guys, look, we're you know our our number one priority is you know getting our guys into the best spots we can get them uh, going into Tuesday um, and. Uh, I didn't want to waver from that, um, so you know that that's what's most important. Whether you know, and when we think you're going to see some guys tomorrow night, um, but that's the night we thought was the best way to get them prepared for for Tuesday, and and 
we have to prioritize that. That's sort of just the luxury of the, the spot. Yeah, I mean, you earn that. You know, and I, I earned that. We worked hard to get to get to that spot. We earned that. Started for tomorrow? Lauer. There it is, official, Eric Lauer. And, yeah, they've earned the chance to coast and relax. So don't don't get overreactionary and freaking out. Oh, I can't they win this. They're in. They are in. Make the Cubs beat you. And they couldn't do it tonight. And, quite frankly, they used all of their arms. They're going to have to ask the arms to do it again tomorrow if they get a short start out of Marcus Stroman, which they're expecting to because he's still building himself back up from his rib cartilage injury. So, there's a bigger plan here. See the big picture. We can talk about usage and bullpen and decisions, all the playoffs, but not when the seed is clinched. Cool? Cool. We're going to play some highlights coming up next right here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Brewers and Cubs, always an exciting environment here at American Family Field. And news before the game was that Brandon Woodruff was not going to start. He threw a simulated game on the side, get himself ready for game two of the wild card series. So Colin Ray got the start today, and he got by with a little help from his friends. And the pitch. Bouncer hit to third. Could be two to second one. Relay, yes! For the double play. Started by Josh Donaldson. That one goes five to four to three on a beautiful turn at second base. Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre on the call here on WTMJ. Colin Ray, five shutout innings, six strikeouts. He had 14 swings and misses against the Cubs. However, the Brewers, they were failing to figure out Kyle Hendricks. What else is new? But things started to break through in the fifth inning. A leadoff single by Victor Caratini. A bunt single by Bryce Terang when he was just trying to hit a sacrifice bunt. He beat it out. So first and second, and still nobody out. Christian Yelich drew a walk. Contreras got the first run of the game across on a bouncing ball towards second. That Nico Horner bobbled. It should have been a double play, but instead it was just a fielder's choice. So men on the corners, Brewers up one nothing. Santana makes sure to make it hurt. He's running, runner goes, swinging a rocket, fair down the right field line, into the corner, all the way. Terang is in. Contreras is going to score. On the third goes Carlos Santana with a three-bagger. And the Brewers lead Chicago 3-0. It was his first triple since 2019. How about that for Slam Tana adding a triple to the resume, too? More from him in a moment. Now things got tense, though. Brewers up 3-0. They weren't using the leverage arms today. Bryce Wilson, a scoreless sixth. Clayton Andrews, a scoreless seventh. But then he allowed two runs in the eighth, a solo homer by Candelario, a triple, and then an RBI ground out to score Morrell. But now it would be Caleb Bosley making his big league debut against the uh, pinch hitter Patrick Wisdom in a uh, pinch hit role and a guy that can certainly leave the Here it is. Hey! Struck him out! Swinging! Caleb Bosley. That one will go in the showcase up in Madison. No kidding. Great stuff. For Bosley, and he wouldn't be done. However, the game would be tied in the ninth on a solo homer from Ian Happ. He would buckle down, get the next three outs in order. 
Then things got really tense in the top of the 10th. Of course, the place runner. Uh, a line out to left started it, but then a walk with the wild pitch put runners on the corners. He would strike out Jan Gomes for the second out, an intentional walk to Mike Talkman to load the bases and face Patrick Wisdom once again. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Caleb Bosley. What a debut. And then there was only one thing left to do, leaving a zero on the board in the top of the 10th. A base hit would win it. It took Carlos Santana just three pitches to get it done. 1-1. Hit down the left field line. This is a fair ball. It's going to roll all the way into the corner. Perkins around third. Santana has walked off the Cubs in game one of this series. Carlos Santana drives in Blake Perkins, and the Brewers win it 4-3 here tonight at American Family Field. Lane Grindle's call on the walk-off, and the Brewers win it. They have nearly eliminated, not quite yet, but a win tomorrow would eliminate the Cubs from playoff contention. Take our last break. Come back after this on WTMJ. All right, last couple minutes of the program here. Important score just went final out in the desert. The Astros defeat the Diamondbacks 2-1. to one which means Arizona has not technically clinched a playoff spot yet. Now, they got some help today with the Cubs losing, so all they got to do is win and they're in. The Diamondbacks, uh, they have to throw Merrill Kelly tomorrow. Now, they can choose not to, given they're virtually certain to get in, but you never know. This is a really tough decision coming up here for the Diamondbacks because they need to win to stay ahead of the Marlins. This is a scenario that's suddenly in play. Because it's a half-game difference right now, they're, they're essentially tied in record, are the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. Now, the Marlins won the season series head-to-head against Arizona, meaning they would get the better seed, meaning Miami would go play Philly and Arizona would play Milwaukee. But that's assuming the record stays the same, which would require... Miami to finish that game in New York. So do they make them go to New York, get the final three outs there, officially clinch, you know, let's say it ends up tied. You know, if they're down by a game at the end of the season on Sunday and they have to finish that game on Monday to officially say, okay, they are the second wild card to go play Philly and it makes it harder for them. And now Arizona has to come out here. That changes things and that's certainly in play. Or furthermore, it can get even more chaotic if the Mets somehow come back and win that game in the bottom of the ninth inning and send Miami to here instead of Arizona. And then Arizona has to fly to Philly. I mean, there is a true chaos scenario set in play. Now, the Reds and Cubs are mathematically alive. Their elimination number, both of them, is one. The Reds won 19-2 today. So if the Reds lose or the Cubs lose, they are both eliminated from postseason contention. Or a Marlins win tomorrow eliminates both of them from postseason contention. Uh, and the Diamondbacks would need to get a win to make sure they get in. Their elimination, uh, they just need to win. And they're in, and they're good to go. But it's it's starting to take shape that it'll be Philly, Miami, and Arizona. We just don't know the order between Arizona and Miami. So some new blood, maybe, in the postseason. I've got you covered tomorrow for Brewers warm-up. We'll be on the air at 5 o'clock. For a 5:35 network pregame, 6:10 first pitch. Eric Lauer against Marcus Stroman here on American Family Field should be a beautiful day. Hope to see you out here 
at the ballpark. Congrats to Caleb Bosley. Congrats to Colin Ray. And uh, what a night. What a fun night. Brewers win. Playoff baseball around the corner. Until next time, keep on swinging.